Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Orris. Hey, good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Rich Orris here, and thank you for tuning in today. I have a special guest here with us today, the owner and operator of Reclaim Renew Store, Barry Craft. Their store is actually right next door to our new Mosby studio, right in the heart of Kirkwood. we got to love that for sure. They make all sorts of reclaim reclaim barnwood tables cabinets furnitures just some really really cool interesting stuff i'm really excited about the show today because you know we really with 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 all the inflation and the cost of building materials these days and everything going on i think it's more important than ever that we really reuse what we can as often as we can so i thought you know by using reclaim wood for anything if you have any thoughts in your home i gotta tell you today is your day to listen up listen closely we're gonna have a great show for you today i also have a real simple easy woodworking hack for everyone today so it'll be interesting to see if barry's ever seen or tried this before so but now i just really let's just jump right into this thing get everything started with barry Kraft from Reclaim Renew Store. Um, thanks for joining me today. And how are you doing today, Barry? I'm doing well, Rich. Thanks for having me. No, it's awesome. Um, I, I love the the neighborly thing, but yes. also the you know interaction between the the two types of things that we do. We both do this in homes and Absolutely. things for homes. And yes, yes, we've been your neighbors in the past. We're your neighbors again. I can look here to my left and see the brick wall. That's the outside of my building touches your building. So yeah, it's pretty cool. that is really cool. It is very interesting how you used to be behind us on Leffingwell. Yes, we were started back there in, I think it was 09 or 010. Yeah. Yeah, we've been your neighbors for a while. That is it's, really, really cool. So, I don't know who's following who. I think I'm yeah. following you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we followed you over here. That's but, true. Um, so... Yeah, and so talking of neighbors, Kirkwood, all the stuff. So what brought you to Kirkwood? What yes. made you open up your shop in Kirkwood? Yeah, so I'm a farm kid by by birth. I grew up in northern Iowa on a farm, but I went to college and fell in love with a Kirkwood girl. And it's hard to get a girl out of Kirkwood. So we've moved here, um, have our kids here. Our kids are in the schools here. And it's uh, just exciting to have a store now in downtown Kirkwood. It couldn't be any cooler for us we love it that's awesome so yeah. you couldn't even get the girl out of kirkwood right and it's yeah. not happening if you yeah. if you 
know many Kirkwood girls. They don't leave Kirkwood, right? Yeah. So, so what's the response been like from the community and everything? How's it been unbelievable? Here? Kirkwood is this. It's the biggest small town there is. I mean, I know so many people in this town, and we've gotten to know more of those people. And just every day, somebody walks in that's, you know, meeting them for the first time, but they're our neighbors and. They treat you like neighbors and they first walk in and it's just been a blast getting to know the people and being in a place where people just truly they walk around. People walk their dogs and bring their dogs into our store. We have a, a water dish in there and people just every day come in. It's been great to meet them and get to know the people of Kirkwood and they have supported us and we are just blessed to be here for sure. That is really awesome. And, you know, the heart of Kirkwood right here, straight up and down the center, there, there's just so many nice family-owned, interesting places, you know, up and down the whole strip with the farmer's market and everything else. I mean, you can get everything you need, you know, right here and find some really interesting stuff. Absolutely. From ice cream to uh, soon uh, uh, a draft beer from Four Hands to Billy G's right out here on the street here to Sammy Soaps. It's just a great area. You're so right. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for everyone out there, so our Kirkwood studio that we opened, you can walk in and you can, you know, kind of see some of the things we do, talk to us about like what we do, how we do it, the visits, what happens, even get meetings scheduled. There'll be, you know, people here to kind of talk to about everything. And then right next door, you can walk (laughs) over to the Reclaim Renew store. I got to tell you, if you're in here, you absolutely have to stop in and check it out. There is some really interesting pieces in there. I love the wall of the doors going up the stairs with all yes. the different doors cut up and just covering. It's such an interesting idea. It was, it was I must say, I stole that idea from a, one of our clients, Osborne Bar in downtown St. Louis. They have a door wall like that. And I said, we could do the same thing. Doors are something that we reclaim a lot of. And we had a lot of these old doors out of houses. And I thought, let's put on that wall. That wall is three stories tall. Yeah, and it was great in concept until we started getting up to those top three rows, and uh, it was a little sketchy up there. Yeah, and my wife was not happy with me being on top of that ladder putting those doors up, but it was a lot of fun. It looks great. I love yeah, it. yeah, and that's where the carpenters here at Mosby come in. Like that's we're right. used to being up there, we're used to climbing around. They used that's what I used to do is literally up there installing you stuff, guys are crazy working on houses yeah we can get a little crazy at times for sure we have gotten out of the install <laughs> business so we will defer that to mosby for sure awesome absolutely <laughs> um and and so i also saw a thing or heard that you're like expanding kind of in colorado or something are, like that we are so excited yeah as we're talking um we are unloading and and making a store in castle rock colorado um, we used to live there for a while. Um, I have some really good friends there. One of our closest friends, the Botines are their names. They live out there and Sonny will be running that store. And, uh, um, we are just so excited. It's been a long time in the making. We've been talking about that and COVID put kind of the brakes on it and oh, we're yeah. excited to be opening on the 18th. So I'll be out there for that grand opening next week. Awesome. That does sound very, very exciting. Um, and I also saw you guys do just, you know, kind of like Mosby does a lot of different stuff with the communities and yeah. stuff. So like the Rise Together ministry and yes. work refuge and all that. So what, what's that all about? Tell sure, me about that. Sure, sure, sure. So the name of our business is Reclaim Renew. And uh, it's as much about reclaiming and renewing people as it is the materials that we use. So with that, um, the people that we hire, um, the people that we work with, the organizations that we support, 
Um, we want that reclaim renew aspect to be a part of that. So with that specifically, we rise together. We work with um, refugees and we work with guys in the inner city who are either straight out of prison or they're just off the streets. And we're trying to just help them get kind of back on their feet. Um, and what we're doing is we're doing work training for them. So they build, if you come into our store, any of those small items, basically if it's an item that you can pick up in your hands, they made it. So from our cutting boards to our trays to our picture frames, um, these guys make those things. And what we do is our goal is to get them to a point where they could be working for somebody like Mosby, um, maybe yeah. you know, starting at the ground level and working their way up. These are guys that we've trained them how to um, clock in. We've trained them how to do some woodworking. We've trained them just how to be personable. Um, we're also doing some English for some of the guys who are refugees and uh, I'm teaching them a new language. And those are the type of things that Rise Together does. Awesome. That is really, really cool. And, yes. you know, being a part of things like that and a part of the community, it really just kind of, it just makes you feel so good, yeah. you know, about everything happening. And you guys are so good at that, too. And I, that's why we were love to see you come in next door. It is about, right, getting to know the people in the community and having an impact in the community that you are in and then an impact that you're serving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, also talking about traveling. So before we started, you were talking about going to Vegas and the yeah. show in Vegas and everything and um, some of the stuff you found there and, and what you found interesting about it. Well, can you just tell us about sure. what happened at the show and yeah. what you were doing down there? So we went out to Vegas. Um, it was fun. My wife and I went out there. Um, one is a little vacation, but we were out there for the market. So market happens twice a year there where retailers from all over the country come and buy wholesale, basically. They're looking for things that they want to carry in their store. And there's a lot of great products there, but we go there with our number one thing is a piece of material or whatever we bring back to sell in our store has to be made in America. That's We want to get to know the people who are making it. Um, and to do that, we really feel like it needs to be made here. That's just our take on things, nothing against anybody who does it differently. But for that, it was made it, uh, I guess, difficult and easy at the same time. And difficult in the sense of we walking around trying to find people who are making things in the US and easy in the way that it let us go through a lot of different vendors just to pick out the ones that were making stuff in the United States. So it's fun. Yeah, no, that's that's really, really cool. And, you know, that a lot of people, you know, really want to, you know, keep it local, yes. keep it made in America, you know, stuff like that. I tell you, I, I had a client a um, few years back. We did an old barn house and, and, you know, did a lot of reclaim different stuff in there. And she was really into American made and everything. And she wanted all of her lighting American made. That's going to be hard to do. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's about 5% of the lighting industry yeah, <laughs> that crazy. we found out. Um, it was very difficult to find, but she they found some of the most interesting lighting pieces. That's great. Um, you really, the American made stuff is really outside the box and kind of like this, you know, renew thing of, you know, making some really interesting stuff and it's different. And so I would say she has some of the most interesting lighting Isn't that cool, though? fixtures. Yeah, I've, good for you I've for ever finding seen. it. It's and not easy. It was not. Yeah. yeah. It took we looked for lamps. two designers working on that with that. <laughs> if you can pass that name along to us, because we look for just lamps. We love to do lamps by, you know, yeah. and to find somebody who's doing lamps made in America. We didn't find one. We talked to 
30 or 40 and none of them yeah. have anybody making lamps. In the I US. could imagine that. Yeah, definitely tough, tough. So that's, but yeah, it's great to, to keep it around and keep it in America and, and that's a big all part. Different stuff. Absolutely. The great thing about us where we are right now is I know every one of our vendors, we probably only have a six or seven vendors in our store, people we buy from. I know every single one of them. And even after going to Vegas, we have, these are new people that we know met a candle gal who makes candles, who her her factory where they make the candles is about 50 miles from my hometown in Iowa. And what are the chances of that? So to find them and we have other vendors who are from Chicago. Um, we have another vendor is in Arkansas. Wow. And yeah. all of them are family owned businesses that are just making some really cool things. So, so we were watching um, Shark Tank yeah. one day and, and talking about all the stuff made overseas and different stuff. And my son started to explain to us what he had read about how they make clothes. And um, they will literally ship like a T-shirt to different countries. Like one will get the material or whatever and cut it. Another will sew it together. Another puts the actual print on it. And I'm trying to figure out how, how it's affordable yes. Who knows? to have three different countries make a pair of jeans or a T-shirt. I can't fathom the idea of doing what I do or right. where I come from. And you wonder why there's supply chain issues when we can't get things <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, because they're shipping them halfway around the world just three to times. get like, yeah. you know, a logo on a shirt or something three different times. Yeah, pretty, pretty amazing, pretty crazy. Um, so talking about, you know, interesting things that that you make or you sell different things like that so let everybody know about this indoor fire pit thing that we, <laughs> we saw in in your shop and i'm t i'll tell everybody out there right before we even get into it you got to come by and check this out and, yeah. and get one of these they're it's very so, interesting yes and valentine's day is in yeah. a couple days so you better come and get it quick because these are we talked to them at market it was a husband and wife sitting in a little booth and all they had were these little ceramic Basically, they look like a ceramic vase, but you fill it with uh, isopropyl alcohol, so I guess the term, or, or rubbing alcohol, yeah. and it lights a flame, and it will give you an indoor flame, or you could use it outside, too, for about 45 minutes at a time. You could roast marshmallows over it. Um, it just it gives off a good amount of heat. They're just really cool, and they're made in America. And this husband and wife came up with the idea. Um, he poured the first 200 of them in his garage he said and i think now they're up to like you know they've sold about three hundred thousand of them so we are excited just to carry them in our store and it's a great husband and wife team and we're, we're all about that so it's a cool product so come in and see it that is really interesting yeah, yeah i would have never you know thought of or guessed you know something like that inside and and i hope my daughter doesn't hear this episode because She'll be so wanting to do on. s'mores inside the house again because our house now has gas fireplaces. Yeah, and we, our old house had a wood burning, so we would literally do that when she was younger. And I'm like, no, you're not putting, you know, anywhere yes. near. You're putting a marshmallow near my gas, gas log set. Right. You know, as soon as it falls in, it's going to be a nightmare. Oh, right. um, so can you just tell us real quick, what are a couple of the other interesting things that you guys make or sell? Sure. Or we do. In there? We Everything from the small items that we were talking about that Rise Together makes for us up to dining room tables probably is our number one thing that we sell a, a ton of, which we love that. The idea for me is that somebody's sitting around that family table and having meals for years and years to come, and they're going to be passing it down for generations is pretty cool. Um, we do full cabinetry from full basement bars. Um, we can do kitchen cabinetry. We can do all those things as well. 
Um, in St. Louis um, here, we do custom pretty much anything. And okay. yeah. I keep saying that, oh, we've pretty much built everything. And I'm sure it's the same as you guys in your world. Yeah. You think you've done it all, and then somebody comes up with something else. And you're like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And then we also build for a lot of restaurants. And uh, I'd love to tell you about a lot of those. And we do a lot of work with a lot of great restaurants and do everything from tables to walls to logos on signs and things like that. It's a lot of fun. No, that that's perfect. Because, um, yeah, we are just about time to get into our first break here. When we return, I, I will have my hack so we can go through that interesting piece. Love to hear it. Then we can get back in and let's talk about some of those restaurant pieces and yeah. some of the blue stuff you talked about. Too. Yeah, that'd been great. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and now here's rich's right at home hack all right we are back welcome back to right at home with rich got my right at home hack here and you know this is very simple but super helpful so when you're gluing two pieces of wood to each other, you know, you may find it kind of gets slippery. They slip around a bit when you're trying to get the clamps placed on them. So after applying the glue, sprinkle just a little bit of regular table salt on the piece in the glue before placing them together. It'll prevent that movement from sliding around while you get your clamp set and everything. So super easy. 
super simple. And you know, if you want to hear this hack or any hack, just go to my Facebook every week. We'll have them all on there. Search Rich Oris Mosby for Facebook and it'll take you right to me. Now, getting back to our regular show here, back with uh, Barry with me from um, the uh, Reclaim Renew store next door to our Mosby studio in downtown Kirkwood. And we are having some really great, interesting conversations um, about all sorts of things with the home and and using reclaimed wood and everything in the home. And so with all the work that you do on all this stuff that you do, Barry, have you ever used salt in between your two pieces to keep them from sliding I around? I haven't. But maybe on our cutting boards, it'd make our, you know, your stuff taste better. We could start using them on those. Yeah. <laughs> I have never heard of that. Rich. I, yeah. It'd be worth trying though. Cause yeah, we do glue a lot of boards together. And they do slide around when you set them down and you're trying they to keep do. them straight. And... You are right. <laughs> yeah, be something I'm sure people will ask questions why we have salt now in our shop, but yeah, exactly. I'll try. <laughs> yeah. So when we were talking through the break and everything, um, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody your little trick about, you know, marking the center of a board with a tape measure. Yeah. See if I could give you a, a, a radio visual of this. It'll be hard to explain. Well, yeah, we cut boards in half and to find a board exactly half. And none of our boards are really truly dimensional as like a two by four. Yeah. Know, it's three and a half inches. Ours you know, are anywhere from three and a half up to four and a half inches. So barnwood, they weren't really measuring when they were cutting that. So a lot of times you need to find the center of that board. And my math is not very, very good at times. So if I measure that and it comes out to be three and three quarters, where's middle of that? So instead of doing the math, if I just turn that tape measure until it shows me where four inches, does that make sense? I could yeah. mark two and that gives me the center of the board. So move your tape measure at an yeah, angle just angle it yep to get it to four inches and i can still mark the two and i get the center of the board so that's something that we we do and again it's because i'm not very good at math yeah yeah no that's awesome and so i hey, should have listened in school more that's what i should have done for all the listeners today two hacks a two for one special sure. for you isn't that <laughs> awesome we love it absolutely so um we kind of started talking about, you know, all this, these different items you make and different items in your store and everything. And, you know, you were mentioning about like stuff you make for restaurants and, oh, yeah. and things like that. So, you know, what's that all about? Tell me about that. So it was one of those things when um, when we first started doing this, there was a restaurant on the hill that's no longer there. Off, I think it's Southwest Boulevard. Um and we did a few pieces for them, and they came to me. The, I remember them coming and saying they needed 14 tables. And at that time, I was building one or two tables a week in my garage by yeah. myself. I'd pull all my tools out and build them. And they came to me and said they needed 14 tables. I said yes. And my wife was like, how are you going to do 14? It'll take you until you know, Christmas to get them done. And uh, um, we got those 14 tables done in two weeks. I had my sons help me do it. I had my wife out there with a with a sander helping me get them ready, but we did. We got them all ready and 14 tables with that restaurant. And since then, we've done thousands of tables for restaurants. And we do from Sugar Fire, which is right down the street here, yeah. to Twisted Tree, which is one of my favorite restaurants in town, to Cybergs. Um, we're going to be working with the people right across the street here at Four Hands. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. We've done some amazing restaurants, and um, I like going and visiting those restaurants after we do the work on them too. So that's always fun. Yeah, no, that is really, really cool. And, and man, so, you know, kind of like, 
you know, Scott Mosby, okay, his his father started this whole thing, you know, 75 more years ago. Um, you know, as Scott grew up in, in the family and, and working, you know, with Mosby and, and his uncle was the architect and all this family stuff, you know. So how Scott kind of took and molded this company to kind of still work family owned yes. and the things he does with all the employees and everything. But I don't think I've ever heard a better family story than... <laughs> Get the whole family out there making tables. Yeah, I love that's one thing I like about Facebook. There's not much I like about social media except for sharing our cool items that we're building. But yeah, the Facebook memories, right? So it showed up on my Facebook memories from I think it was 10 years ago. And it's a picture of my son with a full face mask on, with goggles on, with earmuffs on, holding a sander and working in the garage with me. So I'm sure child labor laws are against what I was doing, but they were definitely working. Yeah, but that's the best labor out there. I mean, that's there's no better lesson in the world. It is. Um, my Facebook memory that, that came up was actually uh, me and my son making um, the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we have cut off pieces of plywood, wood, Very two by cool. fours. We built like a four-foot-tall TARDIS. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. But, no, it was a great learning experience right. for him, getting the saws out and the stuff like it that. Is, so It's so important, so important. To, yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's definitely important to do stuff like that. So um, let's kind of start into what, what I'm interested in is the, the process that, you know, you have to go through and how you do all this and everything. So when you're, when you're looking at, you know, starting, finding wood, everything you do. So how do you salvage the wood? Where does it usually come from? Sure. Sure. Well, tree. Yeah. That's the ultimate beginning. (laughs) Let's take it all the way back to three. No, it's barn wood. So, um, I'd say about 90% of the wood we use is from barns. We do get some out of some old buildings in St. Louis, which is really Mm -hmm. cool once in a while and some houses, but like I say, 90% of it's from barns. And early on, uh, when we were first starting this, it was pretty easy to get barn wood because um, there weren't a lot of people doing what we're doing. And at that time, you know, people were willing to give us lumber if we would just go out and pick it up. And that was great. Those were the good days, right? And that was only 10 years ago. Now, um, it's a premium. It's hard to get it. And uh, we are lucky enough to have people to just call us. We work with the Amish communities around the area. Um, they are tearing down a bar- as many barns as they're putting up. So they're still putting up barns, but they're taking them down too. So we get a lot of lumber from them. But we get calls all the time. And somebody's going to be hearing this today, and they're going to know a neighbor down the street that has a barn that's falling down, or they drive by a barn every day. They're going to call me. I'm going to drive out by it. I'm going to knock on a neighbor's door, and I'm going to track down who owns that barn. And it works. That's just the way it does. Oh, wow. So the barn wood that we get, we bring it in. Um, we take that lumber, and the first thing we do is we put it in a kiln. So we kiln dry it, not to get it dry, but just to make sure there's no critters living in it. Um, yeah. Whether it be termites or powder post beetles or anything like that, we just want to make sure they're all out of it. So we kiln dry everything, and then we dry store it. Um, if we our dry storage is full, then we will sometimes have to store that lumber out under tarps or under a roof, and then we'll bring it into the kiln and do that. So everything we use has been kiln dried. Um, it's beautiful lumber. I mean, what I like to tell people is this lumber, it's first growth lumber, which means it wasn't planted to be lumber. Yes. This was trees that were growing here before we were a country. And so the people that would, would have these farms, they would literally bring a mill onto that property. And usually that saw blade was anywhere from like four to six feet um, wide. 
and that saw blade would go all day long and they would push trees from that property through it and uh, get the lumber for their barns and their houses and things like that so the saw marks that you see in our lumber when you come into our store you'll see those saw marks on there they came from that saw blade and usually to keep that saw blade running they would stagger the teeth of that saw blade and that would make those teeth staggered and it would keep it cutting even when the blade was dull so they would have oh, to wow. stop during the day <laughs> and sharpen saw blades they would just keep them going so the deeper the grooves the more those saw teeth were staggered so it's just a i love looking at it i love talking about it i could be yeah it's one of my areas where i could totally nerd out on talking about lumber and also and i think missouri is probably one of the coolest places because the varying trees that we have here from the pine to sycamore to to oak trees to you know three or four different types of oak trees that are here to cedar oh, trees yeah. it's just amazing and we even get some walnut maple um, it's just a lot of fun to see the different types of wood that come out of these barns because they weren't again they didn't care what type of wood it was they just built the barn so it was it's a lot of fun to see what we get yeah no and i've worked in some really old places we do a lot of old stuff here at mosby but even years before um, I, I rehabbed a really old like farmhouse in Baldwin. It was like oh, one yeah. of the first ones in Baldwin. And I'm telling you what, the main center beam was a tree trunk. Yeah. It, I, I think when they cut the tree down and it fell over, that's where they decided to put the house. <laughs> yes. And they took axes and just shaved off like about 10 or 12 inches of flat on top of it. And, that's they put and the built right. everything right on top of it. Cool? Dug a hole underneath it, dirt floor. It was really amazing to see that old, how they did the floor joists and the, you know, the tree trunk is your main beam and everything. It was really, really crazy to see that, you know. And another thing we talk about, even like here on the radio all the time, is like, you know, what you were saying, the, the tree itself, the new trees growing so fast for lumber. And do, I mean, they are like... When, when you put them in a house, I think they're still growing. You know, it's literally, they move, they expand, they contract and shrink, and there's so many cracks, and we have truss uplift and all these different things going on with these this young wood, mm -hmm. you know, in new conventional houses and how we build them and everything today and everything's so rapid and fast. It, it is interesting to hear about how they cut it and did the teeth and how they could work all day when, you know, and get through it and... It's just so different, you know, today, how they do it all. Yeah. It's, it's quite amazing. And all the codes that are out there now, I'm sure you love them all, um, that you have to follow along when your guys are building. Oh, yeah. And they weren't following anything like that. But these these barns and these yeah, old houses, they're still, they're, there. they're still there and they're still perfectly straight. And, you know, not all the time, but, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're not measuring 16-inch on center on any studs. They're just putting them up, and those barns are still strong. Yep. And you yep. know, you found the real old ones when, when you find the, the nail with the square heads. Yes. And you know, you're in an old farmhouse when you, when you got that or an old barn or whatever. Pretty amazing. It's amazing. You're right. We've done, we've been in barns that literally they don't use any nails for the structure of it. It's all post and beam with pegs. Oh yeah. yeah. So they mortise and tenon out a, you know, a beam, put them two and together and run a wooden peg through it. And that's, what's holding it together. It's, yeah, they were crazy builders. So out in St. Peter's, um, one of our suppliers, Arrowhead Building Supply, had yeah. um, built a new place out there a few years back, and there was a really old barn that Amish came and literally took that thing apart piece by piece and everything and, and took it and everything for them. Um, and what was amazing was they were going to pay to have this thing tore down, and they were like, no, 
you know, we'll come take it or whatever, literally no cost, and it was just on their land or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if you guys got any pieces of that. I don't know. I have to look back and see. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. But, yeah, there's a lot of that going on um, for sure. So, hey, if you can stick around for another sure. segment, I think we got plenty of stuff. We can geek out on some of this old wood and yeah, everything right. like we're talking about. Absolutely. Love to, Rich, yeah. Having a great time with it. So we will definitely, we're going to get into our, our last break here. And we'll get more into some of this reclaimed stuff when we return. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, guys, here we go. Last segment, back with Ride at Home with Rich. Man, having a great time. We've got the owner of the Reclaim Renew store, Barry, with me today, right next door to our Mosby studio in the heart of Kirkwood, having some really geek, geeking out on the old wood, right? <laughs> having some really cool, fun conversations about you know, doing things in old homes and, and reclaiming wood in them and, you know, furniture and all that kind of stuff that you guys do. Um, so I'd like to stick maybe in the process just for a minute of, you know, you were talking about kiln drying and all the different stuff and the reasons you do it. So what, what happens after that? And or I would I might say, how do you determine like what wood's good for what yeah. type of project? That is, that's the... the that's a tough thing. And in the beginning, I would buy lumber unseen. Um, they would just tell me, oh, I have a bunch of two-by-sixes and that kind of stuff. And I wasted a lot of time and a lot of money on lumber that was unusable for furniture. So we have furniture-grade lumber that we use. We have lumber that we can you know, scrap out. I don't like to throw anything away. And we can scrap out and use the small pieces for some of the small items that we make. But for yeah. like a table, for instance, you know, if we look up in this building that we're in right now, your beautiful building here, the floor joists and the floor joists, if they're true and straight, they make the best tabletops. Um, the flooring gotcha. that's in that hay mound, it's flat one by usually. And sometimes those are the wider boards. They make great um, like countertops or they make great um, cabinet doors. They make things like that. Um, the siding on the outside of a barn usually is pretty weathered. So we use that barn wood on the outside as wallboard a lot of times, or we'll use it in um, panels and, and doors and things like that. So it's every piece of the barn will give us something that we could use somewhere but we love the furniture grade obviously is the best and that's we're looking for good saw marks in it like i said before where yeah. those come from we're looking for the saw marks we're looking for you know a lot of times we like to use hardwood in the top of our tabletops but we'll mix lumber too we'll use pine and oak in a tabletop and the variation in the wood colors is what i love so it's a lot of 
I guess, work, but the outcome is what makes it worth it. And the interest and characteristics of all those marks and like the sawtooth marks and the things just really sure. so much character in everything that's in there. It's, a, it's amazing. So once you have something put together, you know, does it need to be like sealed or if you're going to paint yeah. it, what happens? How do you get through that part? Um, that is the, 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 we've changed a lot of times, Rich, over the years on what we used to do that to seal that lumber. Um, boiled linseed oil is probably our, still our number one thing that we do. Um, that really, it gets moisture back in the lumber, that the good moisture that you want. Um, it brings out the beauty of the lumber. And then we seal everything with a water-based polyurethane. Um, people are like, well, water-based isn't as strong. This day and age, water-based polyurethane is every bit as strong as anything that you'll find. Um, it's made for us. We buy it in five-gallon buckets from Sherwin-Williams, which is... Does, does that for it's just a great product that we use and uh, um, if we know it's something that's going to be outside we'll use another product that's called breakthrough that is a super sealer and it seals the lumber um, even more so like a lot of the restaurants or if it's an outdoor table we'll even seal it with that so for each job there's a different product that we use yeah yeah and it's it's you know we do that here all the time too as far as you know, what are you covering? What are you coating? There's definitely something different for everything that you got to do and knowing and understanding, you know, what's best in all those areas is literally so important, even with just like our painting division. Right. Are you painting masonry, concrete? Is it wood? Is it, you know, the new boral, like, you know, composite materials and stuff? Um, PVC is, you know, they you know it's all there's so much plastic now and getting the right paint and stuff to put on top of a piece of plastic is much different right you know than a piece of wood it, it all means so much to having good lasting value and i love you know taking this old stuff that that had so much lasting value and just keeping that going yes. you know and turning it into such cool feature pieces and things like that so i mean when you when you're doing this um, or, or let me change it. What's the thing you're most proud of that you've built? What was like the coolest thing ever? Oh, man, that is a great question. We've done a lot of cool bars. Like the, um, the husband that comes to us and says, my wife lets me, let me do anything I want in the basement. That makes me extremely happy. And we've done yeah. some cool ones and, uh, we've done work for some really cool clients and not that any one client's more important than the next, but we've done work for a lot of the blues players. We've got yeah. to know them, um, and they have been great to us, and we've done some really cool basement items for them and things like that. Um, and then, you know, kind of that farmhouse look that's that's popular right now and being able to incorporate our stuff into a, um, kitchen cabinets that, you know, in a brand-new home, to have barnwood cabinets is not something that a lot of people would think would look cool. Yeah. Um, but it goes well, even when in, a, in a very traditional home, to have barnwood cabinets that you really could see the lumber. So, But one product, gosh, <laughs> one project. I, I am thinking of a um, – actually, we did a really cool basement bar in Colorado. Um, it was a smaller basement, but he had so many things he wanted to get into it. And uh, um, one, he wanted a bedroom. Um a, a bed for guests yeah and so we built a barnwood wall that we um brought out two feet into the room and we hid uh, murphy beds into it oh sweet. and then we hid yeah. the handles for those murphy beds so if you look at the wall you couldn't tell and uh you literally we velcroed one of the pieces of wallboard to it and we branded it 
and so he knew which one it was. And you walk over, you can peel that off and grab the door um, and pull down the Murphy bed. And uh, that was a cool project. And we did, you know, a big bar area for him. Um, we're doing a job right now that's going to be super cool um, because it's for a kid. Um, well, they have six kids, and they're right up the street. And uh, um, we're doing a candy bar for their basement. So it's a bar that looks is going to look a lot like Sugar Shack, which is right next door to us here. Yeah. And uh, um, when I was drawing that up for the kids, the kids were actually in the room when I was drawing it up. And I said, what if we do this? What if we make open shelves and we put a bunch of clear jars up there and we put candy in them? And the little boy, I'd say he's probably eight, said, I will never leave this room. <laughs> <laughs> so we're building a cool um, TV um, video gaming center for them in that basement. We're doing a game table for them. We're going to do a a bar that's going to have a sink, but then all these open shelves with all the candy in them. We're doing two big glass cabinets for them. It's going to be a really cool project, and we're excited about that one. Yeah, that is really cool. And I and I do, you know, coming from the field, building stuff, you know, getting to accomplish things with your hands that people will have for a long time is, is so cool, and, and it feels so good. But even now, what I do kind of with whole projects and yes. meeting people up front stuff, my favorite thing to ever hear, and I've heard it several times from clients, of, is is just kind of like what you're saying. I'll never leave this room. Well, yeah. I've heard so many say, "This is now our favorite, favorite room, room in the house." Yeah, like yes. this is where we come. The dog even loves to lay here in the heat and the sun and the heat of floor and the windows. And it, it's it's it is just such a great feeling to know Isn't that, that you've yeah. you haven't just created this this cool thing. Um, but you've changed someone's life. Yeah. You know what I mean? For oh, the better. Totally. And that's people are spending more times in their houses, Rich. I mean, yeah. you say that. It's, it's, I know you guys do an amazing job of that, and we get to do that same thing every once in a while of really transforming people's lives. You know, it yeah. seems silly, and it seems like super materialistic when all this thing, but it's true. I mean, you live in your house, and you're going to spend a lot of time there. You might as well love it. And between what you do and what I do, it's just... That is the number one thing of hearing that people just are so excited when it's done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is. And it's such a good feeling. Yeah. And, you know, driving that feeling and learning, you know, teaching it to other people and getting to see them experience it and really start to, to mm -hmm. become that and what they do and why they do it is so important um, to just have, you know, a business like that, that you're, you're doing that you know, intentionally to be the best and to do some of the best things and to really get people excited and wanting to be in their space and different mm -hmm. things. There's more to it than just, you know, making a living or any of that. And I can it's totally so feel that that's what you're doing. And it's same back at you, the same thing from you guys. And um, they're going to create family memories in that room for years and years and years. And to think of that is just, yeah, it's a very, probably one of my favorite parts of the job for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the old, so one of the other old, you know, kind of barn houses we did out in Chesterfield about four years ago, you know, she literally went out and found her own barn, you know, beams that, you know, we kind of instructed her on how long they needed to be oh, yeah. and everything. And, and man, they just came back with the coolest beams that we put in her living room. And there's some old wood like that for like her mantle and everything in that fireplace in that same room. And it does, it creates just such a really cool, you know, 
nostalgic feel mm-hmm. and just, you know, of, of the whole thing. It, it's really amazing. And I do, we, we did in our kitchen one wall of the old wood, you know, yeah. on the wall, which when I was in your shop and I saw the wall like that with the dartboard, I thought, oh, my gosh, like, how have I never thought of yeah. that? I, I'm not a very good dart player, so when I miss, it yeah. doesn't matter. It I know another hole in the dart in the wallboard, right? And like you're saying those things, just uh, that's that's good. If I'm going to plug a few products for me, our mantles, Please. Yeah. our mantles are. Um, we do a lot of solid beam mantles too, like you're talking there. But we also make hollow mantles, and we make them a ton. And you guys have used them before. Your yeah. clients with us have used them before, and um, we do the same thing with shelves. So we use one by material, but when we join the boards together, you'll never know it's a one by material. Yeah. It looks like a solid. 100 pound beam up on your wall but in reality it's a hollow beam that weighs about 30 pounds that's easy to install we do those for beams and ceilings we do those for you know beams on walls we do those for a lot of different applications and our wall board um, it looks like it's thick barnwood up there in reality it's only about a quarter inch thick we run it through a resaw um, and so they're super light they're easy to install um, so that wallboard, our beams and our mantles are a big part of what we do and we have those in our showroom you can come by and see them anytime a lot of contractors just send their, and you guys do this too, you just send your um, your clients in, they pick out the mantle they want, we make it super easy to install, we give you the brackets for it, and it goes pretty easy. Yeah, it's totally awesome. So, hey, we are totally out of time, but mm-hmm. I want to thank you for coming by, and I want to remind everyone out there, come to the heart of Kirkwood. Yes. Come right downtown Kirkwood. You can check out our studio. You can check out their store next door. And everybody else, be good out there. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Rich. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.